All right, this is Jordan and Gavin, and this is the Collective Mindset Podcast. We want to talk to you guys today about real estate investing, all the different ways you can do it, all the different ways you might already be doing it and not even know it. So uh, Jordan, tell us, what is the first way someone can invest in real estate? Well, Gavin, I think uh, the number one secret way to invest in real estate is to simply buy your own primary residence. That is the best way to get going. We've talked about this before. As little as like 3% down, 3.5% down FHA. There are no down payment products out there that just make a ton of sense. I love it. Right? We went over a scenario and uh, earlier and we were talking about, let's say you bought a place for you know, a little over $400,000, but you got a $400,000 loan. Let's say your monthly payment's right around $3,000 a month. Um, versus you paying rent at $3,000 a month. Yeah. So the, di- the difference is insane, right? So yeah. we talked about, um, one, you got some tax benefits, right? So you're going to yep. get to write some interest off. Yep. Two, uh, you're paying down the balance, right? So the balance that you owe to the bank's going down. And then the last one we talked about is appreciation. Mm-hmm. So on average, I think the last 10 years, we've appreciated much more than this. Significantly. But if we were to just say 4% appreciation year over year, um, we talked about the scenario, right? In five years, how do all these numbers change, right? So in five years, that home could be worth $486,000 at 4% year over year. Um, what were the other stuff we yeah, talked the about? Mortgage, the mortgage that you had was paid down to three seventy-five. Mm-hmm. So you've gained $25,000 in equity of that. You've paid out annually like $27,000 a year on average in interest, which is a direct tax deduction okay. right on your 1098 tax form. So you're, that's $27,000 of taxable income you're eliminating, which is, I believe, right around what the standard deduction is. So any other mm-hmm. taxes above that or any other deductions above that are all yeah. positive. Now all of a sudden you're getting additional write-offs. You're getting to itemize, right? Right. And, and and in the meantime, if you didn't buy that property and you just paid rent, you are $180,000 in the hole. Yep. Yeah, you have shelter, but you're 180 grand in the hole. In this scenario, you've got probably about $100,000 in equity. Okay. So positive. Plus you had all those tax benefits during that time frame. Yeah. Like, so oh, what, one yeah. you, in oh, one scenario, yeah. you're out 180, no matter what, yeah. right? You paid all those rent payments yeah. and rent would probably get raised on you at some point during that process. So it's probably going to be more than 180. Let's be nice and call it 180, right? But compared to buying, you now have $100,000 in equity. So maybe your payment was the same, right? Your output, same $180,000, but now it really was only $80,000 out because your net worth just went up by 100. Right, you're, you're that money in in the form of uh, a home that's worth more and a loan balance that is lower, you've gained that in equity. So you're a hundred thousand dollars richer mm-hmm. just by owning a home and waiting five years. Yeah, it's got to be, guys. It, literally, as soon as you can, as soon as you can qualify, you got to be buying your first house. Yep. And, and what we're here to talk about today is just kind of the active ways or less active ways that you can buy and participate in real estate. I mean, the one thing that rings true, I saw this statistic about like, you know, millionaires and even billionaires and the one thing that they all had in common. And it was like they became that way through typically through real estate. Yeah. And they all had significant real estate holdings and real estate. It makes up for such a substantial part of our net worth. 
It's insane that if you want to get out of the rat race in any way, shape, or form, unless you are inventing some cool new software company or some just life-changing product, the only way you're going to, you know, get rich or create like a reasonable retirement for yourself, your family is through real estate. So 100%. Make a plan. Well, I'm thinking about, right, like you, you're never going to work enough hours or, or just work enough to, to create wealth for yourself. It's just at a certain point you have to generate some money and then invest that and make that money work for you. Right. Right. And real estate is really, it's the way for the common man to like really get ahead. I mean, yeah. yeah, Can you go buy Apple stock and kind of hang on or whatever? Sure. That's a way, but but it doesn't carry the same benefits. It doesn't have any of the same benefits. The, the write-offs, the tax advantages, the the different ways you can move in and out of it tax-free. Like it just, it's not quite the same. And I understand like your tax, your your stockbroker might tell you something different, right? But the truth is, is that you have to invest. You've got to be strategic. And real estate is really kind of that. Like you said, it's that common man's version of it because yeah. it is simple. That's number two. Um, I would say it's either convert your primary to an investment property, keep it, and then go buy another primary, which is a fantastic idea. And we talked about that in a previous yep. podcast. So we won't go into details on that. But let's talk about buying investment properties is another way. You can buy them for a long-term hold, which is just you're getting a traditional 12-month to you know 36-month lease that you're leasing out to some family that's going to move in. Yep. Um, or you could be buying it as a, an Airbnb, a short-term rental. Yeah. And throwing it up, you know, a vacation rental. Yeah. And there's lots of different like variations of that, right? There's there's long-term rental, short-term rental, mid-term rental, like people are renting homes to like traveling nurses. Like there's all sorts of different ways you can rent it. Airbnb super popular one right now. Um but but yeah, I mean that that's a little more of an active like an active management. You're going to have to either hire someone to yeah. handle those tenants coming in and out, cleaning, all that kind of stuff, but you're definitely going to get more revenue on it, right? Um, yeah, if you manage it yourself, obviously you're capturing all of that. Yeah. The management companies typically charge, what I've seen is like 25 to 35% yeah. of the fee, which is kind of a lot, but that's kind of a set it, forget it, you don't worry yeah. about it. If they're doing a good job keeping it full, right, then that, they might do a better job than you would in the end. Yeah, like if you have, if you owned a, like a condo in, a, in like a, a, just a vacation town or like a ski resort or something like that, I would, I would probably have a vacation rental company manage yeah. it. They'll, they'll people, keep people in there all the time. But I think that's more of like, a, that's like owning a business, right? You're going you're gonna to yeah. buy a house. You're going to turn it into an Airbnb. It's going to be a business. You're going to want to look, you know, watch your top line, uh, watch your expenses and, and let it funnel down to hopefully some profits, right? Um, yeah, I did a reel on one of those where you can analyze that data. Um, if yeah. you never saw that, uh, obviously there's airdna.co. And there's data.rabu.com. And mm-hmm. Rabu is R-A-B-B-U.com. And that one's free, right? Yeah, they're both free. You can plug oh, in yeah. your address and you can get all this information. It's really cool. So if you're interested in like that vacation rental business, I mean, those are some sites you definitely want to check out. I love that. Um, I think if you're comparing, like contrast that, that, that's a more actively managed real estate investment. The long-term rental though is is also, it's a great, great, tool. It's a little bit more of like, a, you know, buy it and wait, right? And what you're waiting for is you're waiting for the spread to happen. And when I say spread, what I mean is you're waiting for rents to go up 
or potentially rates to go down, right? The potential to drop your payment or increase your revenues to where you can make more money. Because a lot of people today that call me and say, hey, I want to I want to cash out my house or get a get a HELOC and go buy an investment property because we want to be real estate investors. When I go to pencil the, the payment on that new house, they're like, well, crap, like, I can't rent this house for that much. Or, or I'm just going to break even. Why would I put you know, $90,000 down to just break even on, a, on an investment? And what I try to help them understand is it's a, it's a buy and wait kind of game, right? Yeah. It's let's capture some tax advantages right now. Um, let's, let's get in right now while maybe prices are suppressed a little bit just because of where rates are at. And then look to the future when we can potentially increase rents and then at the same time lower our payment by by refinancing into a lower rate. Like if you talk to people who bought rental properties in 2017, 18, 19, Mm -hmm. they're loving life right now because they bought when rates were maybe, you know, in 2017, 18 rates were high fours or something, or maybe we touched fives for a little bit. Um, If they bought at that point, like, they bought at 2018 prices, 5%. Their payment was a little higher than they thought it should have been. Maybe it didn't even cash flow at that point. But then they refinanced at 2.75, mm-hmm. dropped the bottom out of their monthly payment. And, oh, guess what happened during COVID? Like, oh, there was a 100% rent increase that happened over two or three years. So, you know, that person went from breaking even or, uh, you know, or just on paper breaking even so now they're legitimately cash flow in a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month on one property. So a lot can happen, and you can't predict the future. But that's what people look for: those opportunities when, when you know, you can lower your payment or just raise those rents. And you you got to own it to have a chance for that to happen. So yeah. I had a client that is the exact same thing. Like this guy's just been playing the game right, and he. He got a lump sum of cash and he bought a property and fixed it up and you know lo and behold that place you know appraised for a hundred grand more than he mm-hmm. paid for it had into it so he did a cash out refi took out some cash and we just rolled that into the purchase of another house and he did that again and he rinse and repeat rinse and repeat next thing you know this client of mine i think he owns six other rental properties right now and he did all of this on a fixed income which is absolutely amazing you know it's cool that he can and that's the thing that you need to know, like, you don't need to make more money because the rent on the property you're buying covers basically what it would do to your debt to income ratio. So you just need to have a decent credit score. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on top of having a decent credit score, you got to have the cash. And then, voila, you can you can go ahead and acquire more and more real estate. So, yeah. you know, now this guy's got a pretty good monthly cash flow coming in every single month. And he's capturing appreciation across, you know, six, seven different properties. So awesome ways to do things. That's awesome. Um, I would say the third one, I think we've talked about this, is kind of more of like being an active real estate investor. Yeah. Um, Arizona is like the mecca for this, right? It's kind of that that fix and flip kind of deal, right? So um, buying homes that are, you know, in disrepair, off market usually, and then investing the money to fix them up and get them ready to go back on the market, selling them and hopefully having a profit, right? So that that's something you and I have done a little bit of. That's something that we are heavily involved in just in our kind of sphere of influence. You know a lot of people that are doing that. Um, we've helped plug people into those kinds of deals where they've either been able to uh, partner with the fix and flipper or bring a deal to someone mm-hmm. that, that then they got kind of cut in on, cut in on. 
the deal and and also just kind of lending money to do the project. So yeah. lots of different ways that you can do that. Um, what else? Yeah, I was just going to say those those three those three ways to just to clarify to to participate in that yeah. kind of a world is number one you could be part of a, a hard money lender like a private lender mm-hmm. um, those generally you know get double digit returns and so that's a great place for your money for a short period of time um, you can be a wholesaler like let's say you know your neighbor is needs to sell this property and you can wholesale that property to a fix and flipper. Um, or you can go in and do the sweat equity, the labor, and all that kind of stuff yourself and resell it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of different ways you can participate in real estate investing. Um, a lot of clients I know, they'll if they're active in those, that sometimes they'll pluck out and keep certain properties for themselves that they want to add to their long-term portfolio. But we love that model and because we, we kind of participate in all sides of it. Um, but yeah if that's something that interests you and you want to be a part of that, you could message us and talk to us about that. Yeah. I think my favorite part of that one is that, I mean, really you can do it by just talking to people, right? If you, if you kind of know people who are active in that world or you come across, like you said, a a neighbor that has a home that he wants to sell or needs to sell fast for cash and, and it maybe is not ready or able to go on the market. Like all of a sudden that's an opportunity where someone with no money could go in and negotiate the right price and and then either just sell it to a flip, fix and flipper for a little bit of a profit or you know take it to a fix and flipper and partner with him to to grab that profit on the back end when it when it's ready to sell again. So that's a cool one that I love just cuz you don't necessarily have to have money to participate in that, but it also, you know, having money can make it easier and make the the returns better. But um, that's a really cool one. Um, and lastly, we were going to talk about just kind of like, like big ticket items or maybe long-term real estate investing yeah. that's maybe outside the box. And you've done a little bit of this kind of, I'd almost, I'm definitely not want to call it institutional investing, but maybe yeah. participating with a larger group on like a, an apartment complex. Don't want you to yeah. tell us a little bit about that, Kev. Yeah. Well, I think there are certain deals, right? Like most people with some gumption can go out and find a house and a deal and find someone to lend them some money and, and be the, you know, be the person who gets the deal to gets to buy it and fix and flip it and make some money. There are certain types of investments that just like guys like me, you, and, and kind of a lot of normal people just, we're not, we're never going to have access to it. So, um, or maybe just not at this time have access to it. So, you know, when you, these kind of institutional or bigger investments, right? Like an apartment complex or a, a big portfolio, you can actually invest with alongside uh, like a general partner, right? So they'll create a, a partnership that will then raise money to buy a big deal. And and you can then invest with that person. So Does someone have to be an accredited investor to be in that? Yeah. Mo- right? Like most of the time, most of those funds are going to, you're going to have to be an accredited investor. So you've got to meet some net worth requirements or just minimum annual income requirements. Um, but there are guys that do funds that they have to get them registered with the SEC where you don't necessarily have to be accredited to participate in those. Um, but a lot of those are just, you know, long term, your money's in, you can't get, you, you can't just call them up and say, Hey, I want my money back and pay me my return. It's kind of like your money's in and however this investment goes is how it goes. Um, so it's a double edged sword, but it, it typically can can have some big rewards, some big payouts but you in the get, backside. You, yeah, oftentimes you'll get like a guaranteed rate of return. Yeah. 
And you're, then you capture, they also issue you, you know, some depreciation that you get to capture every year, right? Yeah. So you own part of that business, right? So you might be a real small ownership, like percentage wise, uh, a real small owner in that, that business or that entity. But yeah, you own it. So you're going to get to have some of that depreciation. And if you're an active real estate professional, you can write that you can write that depreciation off against your active income. So if you were a real estate agent or maybe you're a fix and flipper or somehow otherwise involved in the real estate uh, profession, you'd have to qualify as a real estate mm -hmm. professional, according to the IRS. Uh, but if you do so, you could have a W-2 job that pays you X amount of dollars, but then have a negative K-1, negative mm -hmm. loss from yeah. depreciation from this investment that would wipe out your W-2 income. So what ends up happening is you pay zero taxes. Mm -hmm. So definitely some advantages to, to investing in something like that. Sometimes it, you end up doing it because it's a little bit strategic. Yeah. Save you a little money in taxes and, and still get to, you know, have a, have a return on your investment. I think, so. I think just going back to the beginning of this, like why invest in real estate? Right. Yeah. And then you think about, well, not only obviously the income potential, and, and the actual hard, tangible asset that real estate is, but the tax benefits yeah. um, are just tremendous. I mean, in every aspect. Yeah, I, yeah and I, exactly. Like, the tax benefits are huge and, and at every level. I think uh, maybe my biggest reason why I love real estate is, truthfully, it's the you know, it's the protection of revenue, right? I think of all these other businesses that are out there, right? If you're a Little Caesars and you're on the corner and there's no pizza places all around you, but then a Papa John's pops up and a Pizza Hut and a Domino's pops up all around you, like your revenue's going to drop by half or a third or a quarter, like, or 75% because there's now three new pizza places. But like, there's always a demand for housing. And although there's going to be these little adjustments, right? If, if, you know, there's more rentals than people need, then maybe rents drop a little bit. And there's there's adjustment, but there's kind of some baseline of revenue that's always going to be coming in. So when you can buy things right at the right price at the, you know, at the right time or, or wait long enough, it's almost always going to just work out right. So that's what I love about it. Whereas like a business can go sideways, you know, people can steal from you the the mm. industry you're in can just get upended by AI or something weird. But man, real estate, someone's always going to need a place to live. So that's why I like it. Yep. Live, vacation. Yep. Whatever. Anyway, so we wanted to kind of give you guys that just kind of quick rundown of like why invest in real estate. Um, those are some ways. Obviously, we can get into more detail in like a personal conversation if we were to talk to you. But if, if, if that's something that interests you, um, reach out, but hopefully we can educate you guys along the way, but buy real estate, be an active participant. The market can get scary at times, but historically it always works out. Yeah. Love it, man. Okay, Thanks guys. guys. Take it easy.